Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Welcome to Special Edition. I'm Paula Degnan. This week, we wrap up September as Natural Disaster Awareness Month. We're also going to find out about kidney disease and PFF, the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation. But we'll start our program today by introducing you to Linda Armstrong. She joins Odyssey's Nikki Stone with all the details about the upcoming Dress for Success Luzerne County fundraiser in October. On my phone, I would like to welcome Linda Armstrong from Dress to Dress for Success. Offers such a great service to people who may have been out of the workforce for a while, or maybe they were in the workforce for a long time and COVID displaced them, and now they're up against going for that anxiety-ridden interview. You know, that could be something that really makes yeah. people like shake in their shoes, right? Interviews really are, could be daunting. The best professional could really get a little stressed out and intimidated for a job interview. So we like to help with that. And where does Dress for Success step in? So here at Dress for Success, Luzerne County, our mission is to empower women. And we do only work with women. So we empower our women to achieve economic independence. And we do this in three ways. We provide a network of support. You know, so many times when a woman is going through um, her life crises, she'll go to a different agency. And when things get better or she gets a job, they let her go. But we don't. We like to remain in contact with the women we've helped. Second, we do provide career-appropriate interview attire, and then once a woman gets a job, we help her get through that first week. And then uh, we do provide uh, workforce development, and we help with skills development that a woman needs to thrive in work and in life. All right, and what do you mean by skills development? People at this point take for granted that everybody knows how to work a computer. You may be really good on your phone. Mm -hmm. Do you know how to navigate simple softwares how about customer service skills 
things have changed a little bit with the pandemic. So we like to help bridge that gap. Do you help them give them any pointers or tips on the interview process? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually one of the first things we do when we're working with somebody. They've come in for an appointment. We like to treat that as sort of an interview and get them ready. Make sure they're making eye contact. Let them walk in with confidence and with a smile on their face. And give them different pointers and different ways to handle the difficult scenario. And and one of the most daunting of all is the tell me about yourself question. <laughs> it, that, uh, 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 you know, uh, we help develop that statement. And, and it's a question meant to maybe not necessarily distract you, but to start a conversation. And that is what a job interview should be. It's a conversation. It's not only seeing if you're a good fit for the company, but is the company a good fit for you? So we encourage our folks to know exactly what kind of job they're looking for, know what jobs are available, know what jobs could be available. Maybe if your plan A is to be the head of the company, but right now the job is uh, mailroom, and you're going to take the mailroom and work your way up, and that's okay. Let the employer know you're looking for longevity, you're looking to have a professional home, that you're willing to work for it. Know something about the company. I can't tell you how many times I you know, will ask one of my uh, program participants, so what kind of job is it? Uh, I I don't know. What kind of company is it? Uh, I I don't know. What do they do? I don't know. You need to know at least the basics. What does that company do? What services do they provide? And how can you fit in good with that company? Oh, Linda, now you you have a big, big fundraiser coming up on October 7th. Diamonds in the Woods event happening We are talking to Linda Armstrong. She is a superstar locally helping others (laughs) dress for success in Luzerne County. This this was your baby. You brought this here to help women. Yeah, I remember I started volunteering Mm -hmm. with Dress for Success when it was uh, one little shop in New York City in the village on West 4th Street. And... It was founded in 1997. Today, we're grown to, what are we, in about 135 cities across the globe. So we're an international organization. Do you know how many people you've helped locally? We're up to about uh, 1,500 and change. Wow. Uh, And you've been in 10 years, maybe? We've extended our uh, 10-year anniversary celebration because of COVID. So we are finishing up our 10th-year celebration, and uh, we're going to do it uh, in the Woodlands on October 7th. The Diamonds in the Woods. It's your big fundraiser. You take donations and clothing, too, right? You take donations. For the last almost two years now, everybody's been home cleaning out their closets. And we are grateful for the clothing donations we do get. But we need a roof over those clothes, and and we need funding for the programs we put on. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of things in life don't come free. Who have bills to pay, and so we have to do fundraisers to... um, support our mission and so this event that's going on in the woods it is a dinner it's a dance it's a explain it to me a little bit 
sort of a cocktail reception. And, you know, you'll have some light hors d'oeuvres. Yes, we have a DJ. There's an open bar. And, of course, raffles. But the primary reason you're coming is your admission will get you the opportunity to select a glass of champagne with some kind of a stone in it. So we're estimating there'll be 200 people there. So we will have 200 glasses of champagne. One of them will contain a real diamond provided uh, to us by Simon & Co. Jewelers. Emil from Simon & Co. will come and take out his loop and his light and look for the real diamond and he'll name the winner. And that person will go home with that diamond. It is Dress for Success. They have an event coming up October 7th. It is called Diamonds in the Woods, where everybody, um, they're going to pay $50 for a ticket to get in. You're going to have hors d'oeuvres. You're going to be enjoying a DJ. You're going to be just enjoying the evening with other like-minded people. And you're going to take your glass of champagne. And hopefully that glass of champagne is going to have a diamond in it. Absolutely. That's that's what everybody hopes for. And, you know, everybody thinks, oh, I could spot that diamond. And, and they can't. <laughs> we hide it under a nice glass of champagne. So mm-hmm. it's fun. Great. So do all the glasses have something in them that might resemble a diamond? They do. Yeah. Um, you'll at least have a really nice cubic zirconian stone. Um, and they're fun, too. I mean, you know, it's takes a real special eye to be able to see that it's not a diamond. But and that's why Simon and Company is going to help you determine which one's the real diamond, right? Emil is fantastic over there. If I want to get tickets and I want to attend this grand event, what do I need to do? You can call me here at Dress for Success at 570-270-4949. You're still in that little building on um, 38 West Market Street, yeah. Yep, okay. I think you've outgrown your space, haven't you? Not yet? Well, I mean, that's why we're kind of asking that people don't bring clothes. <laughs> um, we do uh, use the upstairs of the building for some of our programs. But, yeah, the downstairs, you'll open and see me. And then we hide the clothes in the back because we're not just about clothing. We don't just provide clothing. We do help to change lives. And, you know, one thing, there's a lot of talk. Everybody's hiring. Everybody's hiring. And But we don't just want to slap our folks into any job. So we want to help our women, uh, 97% of them are, are single women, heads of household, raising two to three children. We want to help them develop a career that will help them grow and sustain their family. Not just, you know, schlep to work every day. We, we want to help them build a career. Again, your phone number? Is 570-270-4949. Or come on our Facebook page, uh, Dress for Success Luzerne County. Or our website, luzernecounty.dressforsuccess.org. And there's any number of ways to contact contact us there. So that's for if you want tickets for the yes. Diamonds in the Woods. How do people come to you that are re-entering the workforce at this point or entering the workforce for their, their first time? Is it referral from another agency or how does that work? You can only see our women with referral from one of 42 community partners. Ah, and we 42. believe that any job seeker in Pennsylvania should be registered at least with CareerLink. Right. 
So if you call your local career link here in Luzerne County and ask for a, um, a career navigator, they could send you a referral to come and see us. But we just can't see anybody that just comes in off the street. Know that they do exist. They are here to help. And they're lifting you up, ladies. All right, Linda, thank you so much. I wish you all the best with this uh, fundraiser, Diamonds in the Woods, coming up on October 7th. And we'll talk. Excellent, Nikki. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. I'm sure you and I will be talking more often. Thank you so much. You have a great day. (laughs) Thanks again to Odyssey's Nikki Stone for bringing us all the details with Linda Armstrong on the Dress for Success Luzerne County fundraiser coming up in October. I hope you can stay with me. Coming up next, the Tony Awards will be handed out this weekend, and actress-comedian Julie Halston will receive one for her charitable work for the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation. We'll meet her and find out more about it next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Broadway is back. And this weekend, the Tony Awards will be handed out on Sunday. Actress and comedian Julie Halston will be receiving a Tony Award. It's for her charitable work for the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation. Julie's husband, Ralph Howard, died of pulmonary fibrosis not long after a good friend of theirs did as well. That's when she started to find out about it, and that's when she decided it was time to get the word out. She's also going to be telling us about an upcoming fundraiser on Broadway where all the proceeds will go to the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation. I'm now happy to welcome actress and comedian Julie Halston to Special Edition. Julie, welcome. It is my pleasure to have you here and to tell us all about the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation. And of course, you being an actress, comedian, and also an activist, you're involved in so many different things. So how did this happen to come across your plate? Well, first of all, good morning, Paula, and I'm so delighted to be here and to tell your listeners about not only the Isabel Stevenson Award, but also about the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation. Uh, The Isabel Stevenson Award is given every year to a Broadway community member who is very active in a humanitarian social services or charitable organization. And this year, I've been the lucky recipient to receive a Tony Award for my advocacy. What happened, Paula, was that my late husband, Ralph Howard, who was uh, a renowned newscaster and anchorman for 1010 Winds, uh, the all-news radio station here in New York City, uh, succumbed in 2018 to complications of pulmonary fibrosis. We were very lucky, Paula, because he did receive a life-extending lung transplant, and that gave him a miraculous eight more years. But ultimately, he did succumb to the complications of PF. And it is my mission. Every year, we do an event called Broadway Bill for PFF, and I raise awareness and funds. Along with the Broadway community, we've had amazing Broadway talent like Bernadette Peters and Tony Danza, Stephanie Mills, Linda Lavin, all these Broadway stars, the cast of Hairspray, Harvey Firestein, David Diggs from Hamilton, we all come together 
every year and raise money for the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation because this is a very, very serious lung disease, which is a scarring of the lungs, and it robs people of breath. And so often it's misdiagnosed as asthma. And frequently people walk around thinking they have asthma, but they're actually living with pulmonary fibrosis. And since there is no known cure at this time, it's, it's a very grave situation. But in the last 10 years since I've been doing this, there now are drugs on the market that help slow the progression of the disease. So we're, we're making real progress here, real progress. First of all, let me again offer you condolences on the passing of your husband and 1010 wins. We actually have a local connection because one of our hometown fellas, uh, Brian Carey, worked at 1010 wins for many years. And uh, I know Brian Carey, sure. See, sure. So again, we're at six degrees of separation, no matter which way you look at it. <laughs> that is correct. And we're all connected, aren't we? And, you know, being a member of the Broadway community, uh, of course, for every human being, breath is exceedingly important. But I'm always aware of breath being a performer. I mean, let's face it, if you can't breathe, you can't act, sing, dance, you can't do your work. And so many people, over, call it 250,000 people are currently living with pulmonary fibrosis right now. and. You know, the issue of lung health, particularly with uh, COVID-19, has become very, very spotlighted. And uh, although I don't want to be um, pessimistic, I suspect that we may see, ultimately, we may see rises in pulmonary fibrosis, a disease I had never even heard of. That was going to be one of my questions. Absolutely. And here you are leading the fight now in order to get the word out. And from some, from someone who has gone through a, a similar, uh, my husband passed away of Parkinson's in 2020. Yeah. And just like uh-huh. you, 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 it's, it's amazing how much you learn. And when it comes to diagnosing pulmonary fibrosis, do you find now, Julie, that you are listening to people as they speak and you, you're afraid to say anything if you think they're not getting the proper breath that they're getting? Well, believe it or not, first of all, it's a great question. And thank you, Paula. Uh, I gingerly and, you know, rather gently, if I do see someone struggling or having a lingering dry cough, for example, uh, or a shortness of breath, or if somebody is extremely tired all the time, I do make a gentle suggestion that they go to a pulmonologist and possibly they should suggest getting an MRI or a CAT scan because that's where the uh, pulmonary fibrosis lesions, which are they are lesions in the lung, can be de- uh, detected, and it is a difficult situation. It's delicate. People certainly don't want to be um, made aware of something that could be very grave or not, 
But on the other hand, because there's so much misdiagnosis, I am always, again, trying to gently push people to go to the pulmonologist and bring it up, at least bring up pulmonary fibrosis. And that's why I'm suggesting to listeners and um, uh, to go to the pulmonaryfibrosis.org website, Paula. They can find out so much information. I'm going to say it again, pulmonaryfibrosis.org. There is a lot of hope out there. Like I said, we have drugs on the market now that are slowing the progression of the disease, but you have to know about it in order to do something about it. And that's the most important thing. And be aware. And, and September is Awareness Month. Yes, it is. And that's what I was going to say. With all of the information that you're able to give and the website information, hopefully the word is getting out there. So when when your husband was diagnosed and you said you'd never heard of this before, did you notice any of the symptoms that now you know are what is something that someone should look for? Thinking back yeah. on it. Uh, thinking back on it, I realize now he, he did have a dry cough that he was constantly clearing his throat for. And he was complaining about being tired. And he was getting plenty of sleep. And it was really when he was trying to leave a subway to go to his office and he could barely walk up the steps and he just couldn't figure it out. And he, he literally went from that subway right to the doctor's office. And, you know, men frequently do not like to go to a doctor. So when my husband said, I'm going to a doctor's office right now, I knew this was very serious. I had the same and thing. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Men are... Ah, listen, I'll go to a doctor every day of the week. He's, he was not like that. and um, But he was that concerned. And that's why I, I do gently suggest to people, please go to um, a pulmonologist. Please get a proper diagnosis. And even just bring it up. Even if they're just saying, hey, could this be pulmonary fibrosis? I'm sure you went through this with your husband with Parkinson's. There are other diseases out there that have similar symptoms, say, than Parkinson's. Absolutely. Sometimes it's difficult just to get the right diagnosis. Well, and that's the same thing that we're now going through with COVID because there are so many other things that can go wrong that mimic the same symptoms. As you said in the very beginning, that there are probably going to be more pulmonary fibrosis diagnoses because that's one of the mimicking things. And it gets so confusing. Oh, it's terribly confusing, which is why I, I urge people to go to the website, pulmonaryfibrosis.org, to get some clarity. And also, you're right. What they're finding, and particularly for uh, younger people, and this is very concerning to me, because if you're over 60, uh, they are finding pulmonary fibrosis in people over 60. But you know what? You don't have to be over 60 to get pulmonary fibrosis. And now they're finding, because of COVID, younger people 
even if they get better, are having a scarring of the lungs. So we're very concerned. And right now there is, um, you know, no known cure. If you have idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, which is what Ralph had, there's no known cause. He wasn't a smoker. He lived a healthy lifestyle. I mean, this was so difficult. And he was given a year to live. And we were so lucky to get a life-saving, life-extending lung transplant. He lived an extra eight years. Oh, wow. And you have Broadway belts already planned for 2022. Woohoo! I we do. We do. And what's so great, Paula, is that the Broadway community is truly the most generous, most incredibly talented group of individuals. And people now, they just they call me. They want to be a part of it, you know? When we first started this, Paula, I was like, Hey, will you do this for us? Hey, and you know, people did, yeah, please. And here's the other thing, Paula. It all started because Michael Kushwara, who was the Associated Press theater critic, passed away from pulmonary fibrosis at the same time that my husband was getting on the list for a lung transplant. And we're friends with Michael Kushwara. So it was such a confluence of events about something that we do nothing about. And now I am beating the drum to get people out there to, to, to raise awareness, to raise money. And of course, if anyone does go to pulmonaryfibrosis.org and wants to donate, yes, please. Thank you. I'm so grateful for this interview. And I, I certainly understand what you went through with your husband and Parkinson. It's very important that people take care of themselves and get diagnosed. Absolutely. Well, I'm Very so proud. excited that Broadway is back. I hope I can catch one that you're in. Yes, I'm actually starting rehearsal for an off-Broadway play by Douglas Carter Bean called Fairy Cake, and it has an incredible cast. Please feel free to tell people it's going to be at the old uh, Greenwich uh, house off-Broadway. It's a comedy. It's going to be hilarious. Me, Jackie Hoffman, Ann Harada, Mo Rocca, Arnie Burton, it's an incredible cast. We start rehearsals tomorrow. <gasps> Congratulations. The last thing I just want Julie to say is a big shout out to Northeast Pennsylvania when she's on the Tony Sunday night. Woohoo! Thank you so much. Pennsylvania, we love you. Thank you. Thanks once again to Julie Halston for joining me here on Special Edition, getting the word out about pulmonary fibrosis and how we can get the word out about the Pulmonary Fibrosis Foundation. Don't forget, Broadway belts for PFF will be coming in 2022. You can find out more on their website. Next, kidney disease, another disease that is not easily diagnosed. And when it is, it's usually in its further stages. Now we're going to meet LaVarne Addison Burton, President and CEO of the American Kidney Fund, and Dawn Edwards, an AKF patient ambassador from New York City. I'd like to start with Dawn. Dawn, good morning and welcome. And maybe you could give us just a little bit of an overview of your story. Uh, Sure. Um, I was diagnosed with kidney disease when I was 23 years old. Um, I had a two-year-old daughter at the time. I was newly married. I had a 
great job working for the government. And I was having um, bad headaches um, for a, a period of time. And I had no idea that it was related to kidney failure. Um, my blood pressure was high. And that's what was causing the headache. And when I was diagnosed with kidney failure and I started dialysis, I tried to remain working and tried to be a you know present mother and wife. But um, with kidney disease and needing dialysis, everything pretty much went awry. Um, I ended up going on uh, dialysis, uh, going on disability from my job, and um, my marriage also fell apart. Um, you know, one of the most difficult things with dealing with kidney disease is adhering to the dialysis schedule. It was really a huge burden on my life. And that was 1993, correct, Don? when it started? Yes, that's correct. So a lot of things have changed. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of then and because I understand you're also now on home dialysis, so a lot has changed in there. Oh, yes. Um, it's been 30 years since I've been diagnosed. So at the beginning, when I first started dialysis, I started going to the dialysis center three times a week for four-hour treatment. But once I started to learn more about kidney disease and about the treatment options, I found out that I had different options, and as I grew and as I learned more, um, I was able to explore those other options. I had a kidney transplant, which lasted for six years, and then eventually that kidney stopped working, and I went back on dialysis, and that's what led me into home dialysis, which I've been doing successfully for uh, over 10 years. And that's made a big difference on the um, quality of my life and what I've been able to do. Excellent. Congratulations. Glad to hear that you're doing so well because, and your mindset as well, too. Let's say someone is newly diagnosed today. You think that they would be having different thoughts than you had back in 1993? I think We have so much information available now that you can learn about kidney disease and how to manage it um, beforehand. Um, The the issue is to be sure that you're seeing your doctor regularly, that you're having those blood and urine tests that you need to diagnose kidney disease, and that you're doing the interventions and making those lifestyle changes that you need to make um, as soon as possible because it doesn't have to... Um, ends up with you being on dialysis or needing a kidney transplant. You can prolong the need for those um, for those interventions if you start early. And of course, thanks to folks like uh, LaVarne Addison Burton, who is the president and CEO of the American Kidney Fund. LaVarne, give us some of the, uh, you know, a lot of changes made from 1993 when Dawn started and Have things changed even as far as common causes of kidney disease? The common causes of kidney disease really have not changed. The most prevalent causes are high blood pressure and diabetes. You you can't refer to those too often. They account for about two-thirds of the people who are in kidney failure. And so the main thing that you want to do if you have either one of those diseases is to stay on top of them, work 
carefully with your health care providers to do everything you can uh, to keep them under control. Uh, what has changed, as Don said, is that we've got a lot more information, and that's what our Kidney Action Week is all about. We're trying to share that information with people. We want people to understand that, yes, this is a serious disease. It's the fastest uh, growing non-communicable disease at this time, but it is not inevitable that you move to kidney failure. And so what do we do in order to help you prevent that? Lots of information, lots of um, support uh, through our ambassadors like Don in terms of sharing information. And what you need to do is very much control those diseases that I just mentioned, diabetes and high blood pressure. Understand your family history. Uh, if kidney failure is prevalent um, as you get older, uh, if you are African-American, if you are Hispanic, you're at higher risk for, uh, for kidney disease, for kidney failure. And work with your doctor, your health care provider, making sure that you're getting the simple blood and urine tests that you need to assess your kidney health and talk with your health care provider about what your lab results need. So would, besides the idea of having high blood pressure or diabetes, are there symptoms of kidney disease itself? Unfortunately, kidney disease is one of those silent diseases that you really don't get symptoms until your kidneys have already been damaged. The symptoms that you may get at the latter stages are things like um, swollen feet, like nausea, um, even sleeplessness are things that may happen. So that's why it's so important that we, every time you do your physical, to make sure that you're getting the blood and urine test and that you're look, asking your doctor to explain to you, um, you know, which indications there are of, of your kidney health. Those are the things that you really want to do. The, the other thing that you really want to do is lifestyle changes, which we say are so important to so many things. But, you know, uh, controlling the diseases, following the doctor's um, regimen of care, um, maintaining a healthy diet and weight, um, not smoking, all of those things can be of, of tremendous help. Exercising, all of those things that we hear over and over again can help us uh, in many cases avoid this disease or if we have it, slow down its progression because we don't, we want to do everything that we can to avoid moving into kidney failure. Don's story is exactly that, um, that, that often people don't find out, and that's why it's so important to ask. Um, when you go to the doctor, you get a whole list of lab results that you have. And, you know, actually read those lab results and, and come to understand what they mean and where you've got questions. Ask your doctor or the nurse to explain those to you. You know, we really have to, all of us, Take as much responsibility as we can for asking questions. Don't don't be hesitant. Um, that's what the healthcare professionals are there uh, to give care, but also to educate us. And that's why we're doing Kidney Action Week because we want to give you the tools that you need to take care of your health. But having kidney failure, even if you've had a family history of it, it is not inevitable. And that's the message that we want to get out this week. Uh, you can go to our website kidneyactionweek.org. You can participate in live seminars, or if you miss them this week, they will be recorded. You can come back. Information is absolutely true that information is power to helping us protect and improve our health, and that's what we're trying to do with Kidney Action Week. And Don, are you still there with us? 
Yes, I am. Don, tell us, uh, you know, LaVarne just mentioned Kidney Action Week. So, again, you're speaking from experience. I'd like to hear it from you. What do you suggest that people do in order to hopefully uh, catch these things early? Yeah, the first thing that I would say is go to the doctor. Get those regular checkups. Get those examinations. Just like LaVarne said, talk to your doctor about your blood test results. Um, Blood and urine analysis can detect um, early stages of kidney disease. You can find out whether you have it or not um, early, and you can make those necessary lifestyle changes. The second thing I would say is if you find out that you do have the early stages of kidney disease, that's the time to take action. Don't wait and think that it's going to go away. Um, Start reading participate in these wonderful educational events like Kidney Action Week. Um, There's so much information that's available to help you to manage and to help you to be able to do some of the same things or keep your lifestyle the way that it is now and not have to make such drastic uh, changes to your lifestyle when you go into kidney failure. Dawn, LaVarne, it was delightful meeting both of you and continued successes with every word that you're getting out there. Thank you so much, Paula. Thank you for helping us get out this important message. Kidney Action Week is this week ongoing. The website will remain available, kidneyactionweek.org, and all of the sessions will be recorded and, and you can come to the site and get the session. And of course, you can find out more by visiting the American Kidney Fund website. Now, don't go away. We always need to be prepared for the just-in-case, and we'll have it for you next on Special Edition. We're wrapping up September as Natural Disaster Awareness Month on Special Edition. Disasters can happen, of course, when we least expect them, and they're always there when we need them the Red Cross. We're now going to meet Gail McGovern. Being the president and CEO of the Red Cross, you see a lot of things that are happening across the country. And again, we just had here in Northeast Pennsylvania, the remnants of Hurricane Ida go through. Other things have been happening what when the when the Red Cross hears about all these different incidents, what what goes through your mind? Because there are so many people that count on you. Well, um, first of all, Paula, thank you for having me on your show. And I, I have to say, my heart just goes out to the people that have been impacted by these multiple uh, natural disasters. I mean, there are people that lost their homes, all their belongings. Some people lost their loved ones. And you mentioned Hurricane Ida. Um I saw firsthand what was going on in Louisiana, and I made a visit to New Jersey. I know your state was impacted. I also talked to the governor of New York. Um, there are parts of New York that were impacted, and um, it, it's a very, very large uh, hurricane that touched so many different lives. And um, what goes through my mind is we've got to take care of the people that uh, have been victims of these these multiple disasters. So we're providing overnight stays in shelters and in hotels. Uh, We have emergency response vehicles that we send out into communities and they contain either uh, 
supplies like cleanup kits because people are trying to muck out of their homes or hot meals. We can serve about 60,000 meals a day and we're doing that um, for Hurricane Ida. And um, also we have a lot of grief counselors and mental health counselors and um, spiritual care counselors that are helping people get through this. And, you know, when you said what goes through your mind, I mean, at the same time, um, we're dealing with wildfires out west. And, you know, these have been raging almost three months now. So, um, you know, we're here to help. It's what we, our volunteers live for. Um, But it's been um, really quite a disaster season already. Gail, how did you ever find yourself in this position? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, If you mean literally, how did I become the (laughs) CEO of the American Red Cross? I uh, got a call to consider it. And the minute I I heard about the opening, I feel like um, this is something that I could do and truly make a difference. And, um, you know, my parents both volunteered and, you know, it, I was just drawn to the Red Cross. And, you know, it, this year has been extremely difficult because of so many different disasters. But it warms my heart to know that Red Crossers are there helping people through their darkest hours. Well, I have to say, uh, I'm I'm just... I'm just amazed because, again, when you think about the Red Cross, and we have wonderful Red Cross here throughout Northeast Pennsylvania, and when I when you think about them going to all these different disasters, and here you are that is leading all of this, I, I can't even imagine getting up every morning and looking and seeing the latest newscast and saying, oh, no, that happened last night. Now, you know, we're, we're going to have how how do you how do you get all the resources that you need? Because, again, there are so many things that are that are happening. Well, um, first of all, um, I do love this job because I know that I'm helping people, but. Second of all, it's all because of our volunteers. I mean, they are humanitarians. They see a need and they just have to fill it. And they care deeply about the mission and they care deeply about helping others. And even during a pandemic, they are coming out and making sure that people have what they need as they go through some of the darkest times in their lives. And it's You know, even after 13 years in this position, um, I can tell you that when I visit people in in our shelters, um, like I have for Hurricane Ida, you you do absorb a lot of grief. And it's it's heartbreaking, but it's also heartwarming to know that you're making a difference. And again, you mentioned the volunteers. And as I said, we have wonderful volunteers throughout Northeast Pennsylvania, especially when it comes to blood drives. And there is so much emphasis on blood drives now, especially with the pandemic and all these different types of things that are happening. Again, you have so many different wedges to this pie that it just, blood drives, Gail, that's something that 
again, you really have to, you know, when you go out and you say to somebody, we could use money, but blood, that's, that, that's really something special. You know, um, I could not agree with what you just said more. Um, I am amazed at the people that regularly donate blood. And there is nothing I like more than going to one of our blood drives and just asking people, so why do you donate blood? And you hear the most amazing stories. You know, my niece has leukemia. My son is waiting for a kidney transplant. But most of the people say it's because it's the right thing to do. I mean, they are giving blood to save the life of a total stranger, and they know it. And, you know, people are relying on those blood products to stay alive. And it, it's just, it's a very heartwarming um, experience because, you know, the American public is so generous. I mean, everything we do is because of the generosity of the American public, whether they're giving us time, they're giving us blood, or they're giving us financial gifts. And it's, one of the privileges of being in my role is I get to see the generosity of the American public every day. It's it, it must be such a balancing act, too, because, again, as you said, you see you actually get to see. And do you? I know you said that you came to New Jersey, that you were you were in New Orleans. Do you actually have the opportunity to get out and see local Red Cross in action? Um, I do. And um, it, it's so gratifying. You know, in, in my last visit, which was in New Jersey, we pulled together all the volunteers and went through, uh, you know, the morning ritual of figuring out where the help is needed and so forth. And just looking at their faces, people that are giving the most valuable gift of all, the gift of time, it's really amazing. And then when you go out and see them in action, um, helping people in their darkest hours with, you know, a gentle touch or listening to their stories, giving them assistance, it's um, really something to see. Um, And it's, I think it's life-changing for the volunteers who can also give the gift of time because they see the impact of their work. And again, when we're talking about volunteers, you wouldn't be able to do all that you do without the volunteers. And when people are going to volunteer for the Red Cross, what do you want them to know Hearing this interview, you know, I think we just take the Red Cross, not for granted, but they're there when you need us. Isn't that the slogan? It really and truly is. And, um, you know, you say that we couldn't do what we do without our volunteers. Ninety percent of our workforce is volunteers. And for people that are considering it, what we look for is folks warm hearts that are willing to help others. And, um, you know, there are all kinds of volunteer opportunities at the Red Cross. We have people with CPAs that, that retired that are helping volunteer with our finance teams. Um, we have people that volunteer at blood drives. We have people that volunteer at shelters. Um, and, you know, we have small shifts. We have long shifts. We, we try to gear the volunteer opportunities to the needs of the people that want to help out. Um, we have volunteers that respond to home fires in the middle of the night, making sure people have a place to stay. So 
there's so many different things you can do if you want to be part of the Red Cross family. And Gail, I would love to talk with you more because I just find it so when I when I found out that I was going to have the opportunity to talk with you, I looked a little bit at the uh, website and I looked a little bit at, at you and the, I just I'm, I'm just so honored to be able to talk with a person who has such a responsibility and is so down to earth about it because that's what it's all about. What would you suggest if people would like to find out more? I know you have a great website. Maybe you can give them that location and anything else that you would like them to know about the Red Cross. Um, well, first of all, Paula, thank you so very much for your kind words. I, I deeply appreciate it. And for people that want to help the American Red Cross, our website is redcross.org. They can also call 1-800-RED-CROSS. And our website has all different kinds of volunteer opportunities. There's an opportunity to make a financial gift. And any gift, regardless of its size, is so deeply appreciated. And the website will also tell you where the closest blood drive is if you would like to donate blood. And um, any, uh, any... donation, whether it's blood, time, or money, is not only deeply appreciated, but it's the way that the Red Cross becomes the Red Cross and helps people in need. Gail, it's been my pleasure. Mine too, Paula. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 